Dad Podcast, a conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life, whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad Podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I'm Reese Maxwell. And I'm David Maxwell. And he is my dad. And we're about to jump in with the question of the day. Here we go. This is more of a would you rather kind of a question. So just be prepared for that going in. Do you like going to the movies or do you prefer watching them at home? I like the event of going to the theater, Mm -hmm. but it's got to be a really good movie. Like I got to really want to see it. Yeah. Um, Now we have a, a theater here that's got the reclining leather seats. Right. And that just makes it. It just feels special. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to be in the mood to go mm-hmm. and want to go. And sometimes there's nothing to see. Mm-hmm. But when I go, I'm going to get the popcorn. I'm going to get a drink. And I'm going to have a good time with it. So the full experience. I like going to the theater. Yeah. Okay. For me, I would, I would honestly agree in mm-hmm. terms of I prefer the experience of going to the movies because it feels... It feels like an experience, really. Yeah. <clears throat> like a lot of times when you watch movies at home, it has more of a vibe of killing time mm-hmm. than it does of like, oh man, we're going and we're watching this. But it does. Like, if only you know you could have people vote on what movies are getting shown in the theater. Yeah. Because like, if I could watch a lot of these classics, for example, Lord of the Rings, when we got to watch that as that movie marathon before The Hobbit was going to come out, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Now, there were movies that were older, but it was awesome seeing them in a the theater. Uh, but you're right. You, it does need to be the right movie. And you mm-hmm. obviously need to be in a financial position to to pay for a film plus the $70 for popcorn. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. And, and I think one thing that, that we do that I like is if we're going to watch a movie at the house, it's going to be a movie. Right. You know, it's not going to be sitting there on your phone doing other stuff while the movie's going on in the background. Now, that is true. To me, if you're watching a movie, watch the movie. Yeah. You know, if you don't want to, cool. Go to a different room, do something else. Yeah, get out. Yeah, but if you're going to watch the movie, (laughs) let's watch the movie. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, We we at the Maxwell House are rather serious movie watchers. (laughs) True. Whenever it's time, like, I I still do this. I turn all the lights off. Yep. You know, like, I can't have any outside light. I want to, like you said, get the phone away. Like I'm, I'm ready to sit down and enjoy this movie. It's mm-hmm. time, you yeah. know, to watch this film. Yep. Uh, and even sometimes it's like that with shows for me. Like uh, if I'm really into a show, you know, I don't want to go and and have something happening during it. Yeah. Or like for example, if I have a friend who wants to watch a show season for his birthday, and then in the middle of it he's napping, or you know, on his phone all the time. That I find that annoying. Yeah, it Speaking is. from experience. Let's go ahead and jump into the topic of the day. <clears throat> so the main idea here is the power of habits. The whole thing is about how health comes through good habits. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people picture health as a place that you get to, but it's not. Because real life is not a place where that you get to stuff. Like it, it takes time and it takes a process. Yeah, yeah, and I think habits really define so much of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we are they call us creatures of habit, but I think a lot of times our success or our failure in things 
really comes down to our habits oftentimes. Yeah. And the fact is, is that life itself is a journey. It's mm-hmm. not a destination. Yeah. And health is the same way. Like to be healthy, like most people, when they think of health, they think, okay, I want to lose this much weight. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not, that's not a journey. That's, that's a goal. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with having a goal. But the point of being healthy is, is living your life healthy, not right. just saying, okay, I weigh this much, now I'm done. Because yeah. a lot of people do that. They'll lose weight and they'll get to their goal weight, but yep. then slowly over time, Go back. it'll creep back up. The, the famous yo-yo dieting. Yeah. Or we've seen people like, I, I know people who've had the surgery, mm. the, the band surgery or, or other things mm. they've had to their stomach. And it'll, it'll work for a while, but then they, they don't change their eating habits and eventually they gain weight, even though they've had that surgery. Right. I think you're right. Um, the truth is, is that a goal is more like a direction on a compass. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I need to go northwest. Yeah. Whereas the habits are actually taking steps that way. Yeah. Like I can tell you, man, hey, I need to go outside and mow the lawn. And that can be my goal for the day. Mm-hmm. But if I don't walk outside and get the lawnmower. Yeah and actually start doing it, it's not happening. And it's, yeah. it's the same thing with your health. You mm-hmm. can say, man, my goal is to lose 30 pounds. You can make a SMART goal. It can be specific, yep. measurable. It can <laughs> yeah. be time bound. You can be like, by, by the 2nd of September, mm-hmm. I want to have lost 30 pounds. But if you don't have any habits in place, yeah, one, it's not going to happen. And two, even if you make it happen, you don't have the habits to keep it. Yeah, and I think a lot of us, we set a goal and what we'll do is we'll morph into this person who begins to actually obsess mm. on the thing, like food. Like when people are dieting, you've never seen them talk more about food, mm-hmm. talk more about what they, oh, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. And they tell everybody, oh, mm-hmm. I'm not eating bread. Did you know I'm not eating bread? Hey, I'm not eating bread. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, part of us just wants to hurt them. but Or avoid them. Yeah. And it's just, it's one of those things that can you not eat bread your entire life? Right. You know, what, what's, what's real and what can you do? And I think if people find healthy habits, then they don't have to think as hard about it because it's a habit. It's how they live. That's true. Uh, I heard somebody give this example, the example of brushing your teeth. You mm-hmm. don't have to think about how to brush your teeth. Yeah. You, you, and your brain just is like, all right, I'm going to bed. Time to brush my teeth. But it's because for years... Your yeah. parents probably were like, hey, go brush your teeth now. <laughs> you yep. know, yeah. they push that habit into you, but now mm-hmm. it's second nature. You don't have to use willpower to brush your teeth. Yeah. You don't have to focus on the process of brushing your teeth. It just kind of happens because it's so ingrained. Yeah. And health habits are a lot the same way. At first, they do take effort. Mm-hmm. At first, you do have to use willpower in order to establish the habit. Yeah. But then once you get it going, it works for you. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a thing to understand that some people have a look, like some people look healthy, like mm-hmm. if we're talking weight, mm-hmm. they may be thin, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean they're healthy. True. Just because they look thin doesn't mean they're actually healthy. Right. And I think we have to look at, okay, people can look one way or another, but we need to plan on what is healthy, what right. is being healthy. Yeah. No, you're definitely right about that. Think of the teenager that is as skinny as a rail, mm-hmm. but only ever eats pizza. Yeah. Right? Or grilled cheese. Yep. Um, that person is skinny, 
they are not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. not healthy at all. Yeah. And if they don't change their habits soon, the, the, it will catch up with them. Yeah, well, you see people as they get older, metabolism changes, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, gosh, I don't recognize them anymore. Precisely. And a lot of times it's because they never change the habit and they're still eating pizza and grilled cheese and, and it's going to show up. It will. It and will. it's not just, a, a you know, we're talking about weight gain, but it's just, it's not good overall for mm-hmm. your body for to be able to, you know, walk up a flight of stairs without breathing heavy, to, to be able to move around healthy. Energy. Yeah. Energy is a great example. Mm-hmm. Like when you see somebody that doesn't eat well, a lot of times they're, they have like that brain fog. Yeah. Where they're just kind of out of it unless they get their coffee yeah. or like they're always tired or they just feel low on energy or they mm-hmm. feel apathetic. Some of that does have to do with how you eat or whether you exercise or how you sleep. Because yeah. that's another thing about health. That's a that's an important habit yeah. that a lot of times gets neglected because it's not glamorous, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't. People, you don't hear people bragging about how much sleep they got. Mm-hmm. In fact, most people brag about the opposite. Oh, I only need two hours of sleep a night, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, you're weird. That's not normal. And in fun fact, the majority of the weight that you lose happens when you sleep. Mm, that's a good point. If you don't sleep, you are not going to lose weight long yeah. term. Yeah. So it is a pillar stone habit. But that, that's a good example of how being healthy and looking healthy mm-hmm. are different. So it's good to reflect on that. Yeah, I think it is. So let's look at the power of habits itself. What do you think are some of the benefits of establishing healthy habits? Like somebody's got this body image issue and they're like, okay, you know, we've talked about the internal stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some external stuff. What can I do now? What, what, how does this help me? I think the first thing to think of when you're thinking of habits is think the long game. Yeah. You know, the old story of the tortoise and the hare. Mm-hmm. You know, the hare was fast, the tortoise just one step at a time, but the tortoise won the race. Right. And I think what we want to do is look at, okay, if I want to be healthy, what will win the race? And that would that would help us, I think, begin to do things that, that make us think about the long term. What's the long term habit I'm trying to build? That's true. Because a lot of times we want to change all our habits in one week. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I speak to men, talk to men, and men are classic at... You know, January 1st, I'm going to do the 12 egg a day diet. Yeah. I'm going to, and then I'm going to put dirt in my mouth and and spit it out. And then I won't be hungry the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, they come up with this goofy thing and you're like, okay, that is not sustainable. Right. And it's not. They may yeah. do it for one or two weeks. They may lose a few pounds, but it's not something that's long term. It's yeah. a quick fix. And it actually over time can hurt you. Yeah. By doing that. So I think first, you've got to have the long term mindset to really build good habits. I agree. And I think that establishing habits helps you be patient. Ironically, it does. Because a lot of times when we're driven to, I think losing weight is going to be one of the biggest examples. Mm -hmm. But if you're being driven to lose weight, a lot of times that's guilt. Yeah. Like what's so funny is when some like a complete stranger approaches you and is like, man, I got to lose weight. Yeah. You didn't tell them. You haven't talked to them about health. Mm-hmm. They just mm-hmm. came up to you and it turns out their self-talk is all about how they need to lose weight. Yeah. They should lose weight. They want to lose weight. They yeah. will lose weight eventually, but they can't for X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help. Uh, but once you've established habits, you can be more patient with yourself. Yeah. And, and that sense of guilt that a lot of times causes you to try and do everything at once yeah. gets curbed a little bit because you're like, okay, I'm not where I want to be, Yeah. but where how I'm walking right now Yeah. I'm not where I was. 
and mm-hmm. I'm going to continue making progress. Yeah, and I think that's the thing to do. You know, like if someone drinks, you know, five, you know, large Cokes a day, mm-hmm. and they, okay, I want to start drinking less. Mm-hmm. So maybe he cuts it down to one a day. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a big step. Yeah. Now, is it where he wants to be, or maybe he cuts it down to one a week, mm-hmm. or just starts replacing it with water or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, that takes time. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen in one week. And mm-hmm. I think we have this expectation. And plus, when you when you make things little wins, you get confidence. That's true. You know, and and even if you're not like okay, the weight's not falling off me, mm-hmm. but this week I lost a pound and a half. Mm-hmm. No one's going to notice that. No. But you put five, six, seven, ten weeks of a pound and a half a week off. Yep. That's when people begin to notice. And you notice yourself. Mm-hmm. And you you do in a sustainable way, mm-hmm. like what we were talking about. And you do. You build confidence. Yeah. Every time that you're like, I want to eat that, but I'm not going to because yeah. X, Y, and Z, yeah. you build a little bit of confidence mm-hmm. to where you're like, okay, food doesn't control me. I control food. Yeah, that that's a confidence booster, ironically, and that's a habit because you have to make that decision three times a day or more with snacks and stuff. Yeah, it's true. I think another thing is that habits. They they themselves develop over time, Mm -hmm. like you're not going to find the perfect set of habits. And I think sometimes in the fitness world with getting a better body, people like give you an exact formula yeah. They're like, you know, okay, you need to have this many grams of this, that many grams of that, this much of this. And what that fails to recognize is that people are individuals. Mm-hmm. And not only are people individuals, but your life changes over time. Yeah. Like for me, in my 20s, I need more food than I'm going to in my 40s. Yeah. I, that's just part of it. Now, that's a little sad for me because I love eating. Like mm-hmm. it's literally a joy. But I'm going to have to eat differently than I do now when I'm in my 40s because the number of calories that I need will go down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same thing with like fitness. You know, you may be going super hard with fitness right now or you may be doing nothing and you're building up that habit. That's going to change over time. You're not going to work out the same way forever. Yeah. And and giving yourself that permission to find Mm -hmm. your niche. Like the people who are successful over the long term find what they're into yeah they find what they enjoy you're right and they just say okay i like this i'm gonna keep doing more of this yep you know i like this type of food Mm -hmm. you know like i went to a thing one time and a guy was talking about you know you want to eat more vegetables Mm -hmm. great find the few that you like Mm -hmm. focus on those first yep don't try and eat stuff you don't like yeah you know, develop your taste. And I think everyone just needs to do that instead of just going to YouTube and saying, well, this guy looks great. I'm going to do everything he says. Yeah. And what you want to do is say, okay, let me find what works for me. Yeah. And then again, it gives you confidence. And I think you're able to sustain it for that long period. Yeah. Because if you can do things that you enjoy, Mm -hmm. you get to a point where you're not having to try as hard yeah the issue is when like nobody's going to eat something they hate forever yeah unless you're starving which praise god that's not a problem in our country yeah but if unless you're starving you're not going to eat something you hate at least not for long Mm -hmm. so you know when you go on youtube and this guy's having this cucumber vegan bagel burger with flax seeds stuffing (laughs) in it you know you're like 
that looks terrible, but mm-hmm. I have to do it because he's doing it. No, yeah. <laughs> find things you like. Like for you, I know one mush- uh, one vegetable you like is the mushroom. Yeah, uh, I know for Emily and I, we love bell peppers. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't like bell peppers. I think they taste great. Yeah. It's not hard for me to put bell peppers in my meal. Yeah, you know, it's not hard for me to put mushrooms in my meal. They're good. Yeah. Now I'm not a big fan of carrots, mm-hmm. but that I don't have to force myself to eat carrots. Yeah. But you find what you enjoy, and that's okay. Yeah, and I think you find the ways that you enjoy things, and that's part of the variety. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, peppers by themselves, raw, I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. But when you cook them, especially mm-hmm. with onions and celery, like I don't eat celery, but I love cooking with celery. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those that in stuff, you can find ways to do it. So there's all kinds of ways to find the things that you do like yeah, and that are good for you. That you can do over the long term. And, and by doing that, you get the confidence, which helps you have kind of like that sixth sense of, okay, let me not eat this. Mm-hmm. Let me do this. So instead of thinking so hard about it, you get to the point where you, okay, you know, I'm going to have dessert tonight. Yeah. So let me not have this sweet during lunch. You start making those decisions exactly. just normally. You're right, because the truth is our habits do change us. Mm-hmm. Habits do rewire your brain. There's a thing called neuroplasticity, where when you use the same part of your brain, the same pathways of thought consistently, yeah. it hardwires itself into who you are. And that we can use to our advantage with habits. Like if you, let's say you have a big sweets problem, and so you start counting how many grams of sugar you get in a day, and you set a limit, and that's what you do for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, that you don't have to do that forever. Yeah. Because eventually you will develop a habit. Like for me, I have a habit. Whenever somebody hands me a, a drink, like a soda or whatever, I look and I just look how many grams of sugar are in yeah. this. And it's just a habit of mine now. Like I just look at it because I'm deciding to myself, is this worth the sugar? Yeah. For me, the litmus test is ice cream. Ice cream <laughs> is always worth the sugar. Yeah. But is yeah. this soda worth the sugar? You yeah. know, or is this big good? tasty enough for me to eat. That's a sixth sense that you develop over time because you've gotten the habit of just being aware. Like so many people aren't aware. How do you develop awareness? The habit. Do my fitness pal. That's free. It's literally a free way to build up that awareness. Build awareness. And I tell people when it comes to exercise, you know, you want to find something you enjoy doing. You're right. Even though you still have to make yourself do it, but do things that you enjoy with it. Like when I run, I listen to music mm-hmm. or I'll like the other day, yesterday I did a seven mile run Yep. and I have a book I'm listening to. Yep. Well, that makes the time go so much faster. Yeah. And it just, where well, I'm not sitting there going, okay, mile one, cause I'm not running is not my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. I do it because I like the races, but I'm not fast. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just above grandma in mm-hmm. speed. So, so there's an ego thing <laughs> that hurts me. So if I'm listening to a book, I'm not thinking about how the walkers are almost catching up to me while I'm running, you know, right. things like that. But you find what you enjoy. Yeah. And it does. It changes you over time. It does. I, I mean, I know for myself, like I recently did something to my knee to where I've been having to stay off of it and ice it. Mm-hmm. I miss exercising, man. Yeah. And that sounds psychotic to some people, but it's because I did it for so many years. I can tell when I haven't. Yeah, Same can. thing with drinking water. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell if I'm not hydrated. Yeah. If I'm not drinking water, I can feel it now. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't have that for a long time. No. But after I got there and developed that habit, it changed me. Yeah. So just overall to kind of recap, uh, habits are important because they're part of playing the long game with health. 
Health is a journey and habits are a key part of that journey. It's like learning how to walk if mm-hmm. you want to get somewhere. Yeah. You know, um, and I think it's something where we remember the long game. The habits can build our confidence, curb that sense of guilt that causes us to make dumb decisions sometimes. And they do change us over time. Mm-hmm. So we need to be able to be free with that uh, and be able to say, all right, right now I'm working on building this habit. But that doesn't mean it's going to be forever. Yeah. So I, I think that's, I guess, a good overview yeah, of the power it of, is, habits. of habits. So let's go ahead and jump into the questions of the day. Um, first question is this. You said last week that accepting where you are is the first step to real change. I don't really know where I'm at. So how do I figure that out? Okay, that, yeah, that's a good one. Um, There's a couple things you can do. One, start paying attention, Mm. I think is good. And maybe take some time each day to write out. Kind of, you know, what are my thoughts and feelings for the day? Where am I at today? Mm -hmm. What made me angry? What what makes me happy? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what are habits I do that I don't like? Right. You know, and and sometimes when you write things down, you can kind of look at them from what I call that outside perspective. Yep. Where you kind of see yourself as, okay, let me look at myself as someone else looks at me, what I'm like. The other thing you can do if you have a really good friend. Yeah. Show them some of those things. Get their opinion. Now, when I say a good friend, I mean someone that you're close enough to that maybe if they speak some truth to you that you don't like, you don't enjoy, you're not going to hurt them. Right. You know, to say, hey, I'm giving you permission, not just, you know, you don't want a friend who's just going to roast you. Oh, you're the worst. Yeah. But you need them to say, sometimes you can be a jerk. Yeah. You know, when when it may be something that's a blind spot to you. And, Mm -hmm. And we all have those. So I would say if you balance it to where you have what we called last week mirror time. Yeah. You look at yourself with no judgment. You just look at, okay, what's my reality? Yeah. And you do that without judgment. That kind of gives you that picture and it kind of shows you where to start. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you can either look at yourself through those kind of things. I, I'm reading a book right now where they have what's called a good time journal where you write down your activities to, for the day and you write down what engages you slash gives you energy and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And you put a little scale. And what's so interesting is I only did it for three weeks because that's what they ask you to do. But looking back, I got to see so many new perspectives about myself mm-hmm. that I had no idea. But I was like, I enjoy that. Yeah. I forgot I enjoyed that. That's you know, good. And it, it was intuitive. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the way, I lost that. And But when I got out, outside of myself and looked at it, I began to realize things that had not clicked before. So I yeah. totally agree with what you say. Yeah. Uh, that's just a good example of it. That happened to me recently. Uh, question number two. What sport do you most enjoy watching live? Oh, I got to go with uh, my favorite sporting event to go to uh, would be a Mississippi State football game. Um. in A home game in their stadium. The atmosphere is electric. And, and college football live, I enjoy. Um I just like the all the stuff with it. And now they've got the big jumbotrons. They play music. Mm-hmm. It's an event. It's mm-hmm. like kind of a little mini concert mm-hmm. is what it is. They shoot fire when teams run out and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's that's probably my favorite live sporting event to go to. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to have to agree. Football games are just really good. I and mean, specifically once you get to college level and above. I enjoy high school games. 
But once you get to a college game, there's a little bit of that budget behind it yeah, that makes yeah. it to where you're constantly, you know, enjoying the game, seeing what's happening, all the details. That's that's really fun. Yeah, there's one thing. Um, I would be interested in going to a uh, football or soccer in Europe, one of their uh, leagues, like the big, yeah. like like the European League or the Premier League. Cool. There's one of those because those stadiums look like they get into it. Oh. I'm sure. I mean, they get into fights mm-hmm. at some of the stadiums. So I don't want to get into a fight, but I'd love to go and just experience that. Yeah. Because it looks like just a crazy atmosphere. And I've seen, um, what was it? Australian Rules Football. Oh, yeah. Which Back is kind of like a mixture of rugby yeah, with it's a football. Weird hybrid, but the stadiums get crazy. Yeah. And and that, that'd be a fun thing to go to. Rugby would be sick to yeah, watch. Yeah, rugby would, would be crazy. I would love that. Like, I want to see, what is it, New Zealand? Yeah. The teams do that. The haka. Pre-show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That looks so cool. Oh, yeah. Like, I bet it's like what we say, a football game with the flame shooting up. When a team's out there doing that, I bet everyone in there has goosebumps all over them. Oh, it's got to be the closest thing to a gladiator match that yeah, you've ever that's seen. That's true. That's true. I'd also like to watch like some professional tennis players one day, mm-hmm. just because I kind of understand the game, so I can see yeah. what's going on. But any of those sound good. I like live sports a lot more than on TV, personally. Yeah. Um, TV, it's got to be a game I really care about. But mm-hmm. live, I it's just fun to be part of the experience. Yeah, like I like baseball live. I don't mm-hmm. watch it on TV, but we have a minor league team here. Mm-hmm. And going to those games are kind of fun. Yeah, I agree. Final question. Oh, this is a, this is a pretty good one. This guy says, uh, there's this girl I want to ask out, but I'm freaking nervous. Help me. Okay. Um, this is a toughie. Uh, <laughs> here's the deal. Understand, before you ask her out, um, one, if she says no, it, it's not the end of the world. Right. And I'm not saying that just to set you up. Um, I would say look objectively at y'all's relationship. Does she exhibit signs that she likes being around you? Mm. And I think not just that you hope she likes being around you, but she generally, like if you're in a group and you know she, she hangs out with you, she talks with you, kind of laughs at your jokes, you know, that's a good first step, but that doesn't always mean a girl likes you. Because mm. girls, it's really easy for girls to be friends with guys mm-hmm. that they're not interested in. Mm. Guys tend to start liking girls who want to be their friends. And so what you want to do is try to look at it as, okay, is this just a friendship? Yeah. Or is it maybe a little more? And I'm not saying she's obviously flirting or anything like that. The other thing is if you ask her out, ask her out in a, like, don't make it so serious. Mm-hmm. You know, say, hey, there's a group of us going to the movie. There's a group of us going to eat. Do you want to go? That's a good first step because, you know, if she says yes, she's not going to feel so scared. Right. Um, but if she says no... You know, you can be like, okay. But if she says something like, oh, I'm sorry, I've got this, but I'd love to do it some other time. Okay, that's a good win. Yeah. Um, Because you didn't make it so, hey, it's me and you by ourselves. Right. Um, So I I think those are a couple things you can do to kind of help you over that first step. In the end, you're just going to have to kind of man up and do it. Um, But I I would try to look at those things to maybe make it to where it's not so awkward. Yeah. 
I think uh, there's going to be two kinds of guys. So I'm going to give two pieces of advice. One for the guy who's uh, more like me and one for the guy who's not. The guy who's more like me, don't overthink it. Yeah, that's true too. This is the truth. Sometimes <laughs> we freak ourselves out when we go to ask people out because we have thought about it for, for like months. It's been like, I've been one, I don't know. <laughs> and we've been treating it like it's the yeah. end of the world. Like you're, you're jumping off a cliff. Yeah. When yeah. really, it's, it's just such a relief when you actually do ask because mm-hmm. you're going to know. Yeah. One of one of two directions, you know, if you just ask, you're either going to get a, okay, yeah, I'm interested. Boom. Now, you know, yeah. or no, I'm not. Well, now you can move on. It's yeah. hard to move on when you don't know where someone else is at. That's a good point. So that's for the overthinker. On the other end, if you're a person that just asks people out willy nilly and you finally run into somebody that you really care about, mm-hmm. that's good. Spend some time maybe evaluating yourself a little bit. Um, I heard somebody tell me one time when I was in college, I thought this was a good piece of advice. He was like, are, if you're asking a girl out who's a 10 out of 10, are you? Mm, yeah. Are, or are you living like a three out of 10 mm-hmm. and you want a 10 out of 10? Yeah, that's right? a good point. So like if you're you know, living in your mom's basement and all you do is play games and that's it, you're going to need to work on some of those things before to get a girl interested in the first place. Yeah. Um, and not even just to get a girl interested, but just working on yourself. Because ironically, a confident man, a man who is himself, is way more attractive to women than a man who's trying to change himself for women. Yeah. So really look at that. Really examine that. And I think you'll be on the right track I think way. so too. That's good. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, If you have any questions, feel free to send them to us through Instagram or by email. And we hope that you have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Hey Dad Podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.